And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up this uh, hour, we started the show with it, but uh, we'll end the show with it. Some of the uh, analysis of the unofficial Republican primary season beginning. <laughs> because uh, DeSantis now actively involved, even though he hasn't announced. By the way, he did say... Well, it's, we still have a couple of months of work to do before. I'm like, oh, boy, okay, so that takes it. Uh, all right, April, May. So now we're to the end of May, uh, at least before he uh, he announces. So, And that's when their uh, legislative work in the state of Florida ends. So right. uh, th- I think that had been the case. That's the work he was that, talking about. Yeah, yep. that, most, yep. uh, that most believe yep. he would wait until that's done, which is yep. appropriate. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But uh, from the Liberal Circular Firing Squad, hmm. this will eventually be on it. Uh, Walter Wendler, the campus president of West Texas A&M University, criticized drag shows an event uh, as an event that demeans and diminishes women. As he canceled an event on campus. It's about time. Wendler sent out an email to the school on Monday announcing that the college would not be hosting a planned drag show charity performance titled Mm -hmm. A Foot's Drag Race on March 31st. The performance was originally meant to raise money for the Transgender Crisis Management Nonprofit Organization on campus. Mm -hmm. While Wendler supported donating money to the organization itself, he denounced drag shows as demeaning to women under the subject headline, A Harmless Drag Show? No Such Thing. Does a drag... This is just... This is... Because when you think about it, uh, you know, uh, deme- he, by the way, he compared it to blackface, but you and I talked about, you know, when we talked about drag shows before, saying, where are the liberals screaming gender appropriation? Right. But then again, that was thrown out the window once a biological male could, once you cross that a biological male could be a biological female, you've just, you've just. They can't say gender appropriation on anything anymore. Does a drag show deserve a signal threat of human dignity? I think not. Hmm. 
as a performance of exaggerating aspects of womanhood, sexuality, femininity, femininity, and gender. Boy, say that ten times, that could be a tongue twister. Mm. Drag shows stereotype women in cartoon-like extremes mm-hmm. for the amusements, for, excuse me, for the amusement of others and discriminate against womanhood. Yeah. Any event that diminishes an individual or group through representation is wrong, Wendler wrote. He also compared the act of taking part in drag shows akin to blackface hmm. in terms of denigration. Okay. As a university president, I would not support blackface performances on our campus, even if I told the performance is a form of free speech or intended as humor. It is wrong. Hmm. I do not support any show performance or artistic expression which denigrates others, in this case, women, for any reason. He continued forward-thinking women and men have worked together for nearly two centuries to eliminate sexism. Women have fought, seeking equality in the voting booth, marketplace, and in the court of public opinion. No one should claim a right to contribute to women's suffering via a slapstick sideshow that erodes the worth of women. I like this. Tell him where the, where he's wrong, <laughs> liberals. I mean, where are you gonna where are you gonna make the argument? Should I rest misogynist behavior portraying women as objects? Wow. Mm. That's just great. Discuss. <clears throat> well, you can't make it. You know, you really can't make a an argument against what he's saying. How dare you do this to women? Mm-hmm. Now, I'd, like, I'd like to know his opinion on the uh, the liberal transgender activist movement then. Right. Because the question would be, right. okay, well, how do you define a woman? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and that's what the oh, left has been asked oh, for the f- a long time oh, now. The fact that he has defined women. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. How dare you? Because implicit, again, not every not everybody who dresses in drag is a transgender, right, or gay, right. But they are biological males. Yes. Some may be. It's the whole point. Transgender. So mm-hmm. he's defining women as biological women. Uh oh. But yeah. this is why well, I say this is a perfect liberal trans or excuse me, a perfect liberal circular firing squad mm-hmm. is you have different competing arguments here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, well, I don't know where you begin. <laughs> and in a, another case, uh, Richard Dawkins, the. Uh, Famed atheist 
and biologists declared there are only two sexes, and that's all there is to it. Well, he added that LGBTQ activists looking, as we call them, liberal transgender activists, Mm -hmm. looking to discredit the reality of two biological sexes, are pushing utter nonsense. Dawkins further noted that those going after Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling for her commitment to the reality of two sexes are bullies. Mm. The famous critic of religion spoke to Piers Morgan during a recent episode of Piers Morgan Uncensored. Mm. So, was he on right before DeSantis? <laughs> well, good thing that uh, Piers Morgan is not having any controversial guests these days. <laughs> I guess he wants to get away from that. Clearly. <laughs> well, but the thing is, there's more. Every single day, you see more stories on it. Every single day. Yeah. Every single day, you see more people coming out and, and defending biological women. Uh, defending women. Yeah. I think that's Because that's biological women are women. I don't need mm-hmm. to put biological in there. All right. And that's going to continue. That's going to be the case uh, going forward. But it won't stop the left. I think it's going to make the the, the left uh, even louder in their efforts. Oh yeah, they're not going to stop. Yeah. No, you. I, there was a Democrat. You know the the one where the uh, the school, uh, the one school had to uh, basically pull out of all sports. Here it yeah. is. Mm. Um, Virginia Democrat defends ban on Christian school from state sports over schools' dangerous transgender objections. A Vermont state senator is defending her state's move to ban a Christian high school from all state sports competitions because she said the school's dangerous ideas are discriminating against transgender kids. They are certainly are not. No. You can you are you are able to I mean that's like saying that, you know, men playing men not being allowed to play women's sports is discrimination to begin with. Hmm. Does that mean then that women should be able to play men's sports irrespective of whether it would lessen the competition? Right. Well, and, you know, again, how far do you want to carry that? How far do you want to go with that? Yeah. Well, the, th- the that's okay. I don't, if they wish to be loud, be loud as long as those that wish to defend women view it as an opportunity you're open to debate on this. Let's go. Yeah, then right. it's fine with me. Right. I so didn't expect I, I them. That, I didn't expect them to go with a whimper. No, I think. Uh, but I think it, it's good that the debate is getting louder. Yes. Let At the first, there was no debate, and nobody was speaking out. You and I talked about this for the longest time, and we felt like we were on an island, and it was of a concern to nobody that nobody was concerned about it, and we had said years ago years upon years ago that the liberal transgender activist movement would destroy the feminist movement in the united states <laughs> wow we normally don't make predictions that was an easy one though yep right you could and it's exactly what happened and the day the glorious Steinem defended men competing against women we said there you go well the complete fall of the women's movement well they have a women's, women, a, a women's march one year and, and by the next year they couldn't have it right because of their own circular firing squad. 
We don't make the rules. They had some in their own group show up and protest the group. Yes. You don't get to define a woman saying that to women. It was really interesting watching women screaming at other women that men have vaginas and therefore they couldn't wear the pink hats. Right. Right. That was really interesting. And International Women's Day this year featured a man. Featured a man honored, yes, for courage. A man. Yes. I don't know what's better, that or the two white women yelling at two black cops a couple of years ago, accusing them of betraying their their own race. Yeah. I I don't know which one was I don't know which one was better or was was a better example. I won't say better, but a better example of the insanity of the left and the Democratic Party. No, on full display, and it's not going anywhere. 86690 Red Eye. Unfortunately, over the last several days, we have seen a rather significant cold outbreak dipping pretty deep into the plains and into the southeast. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says that event comes after an above normal winter temperature wise. And because of the fact that a lot of southeastern fruit crops were advancing at a pace that was anywhere from two to four weeks ahead of normal, that has left those crops vulnerable to potential freeze damage. He adds the concern is the narrow margin between a thinning freeze, one that takes some bloom off fruit trees, and a damaging freeze, which removes most or all bloom and fruit potential off a tree. We saw freezes all the way down into central Texas, parts of Louisiana, and a pretty good part of Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia, even into the far northern tier of Florida, experiencing sub-freezing temperatures at some point during this recent cold outbreak. And that has led producers to keep a very close eye on sensitive crops such as peaches and blueberries. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. I was telling this during the break. This happened overnight, and he's okay, but legendary TV star Dick Van Dyke has reportedly been injured after crashing his Lexus in Malibu when he lost control of the wheel. Mm. The 97-year-old actor. Mm. His car skidded in wet weather conditions before smashing into a gate uh, this morning. The ordeal left him with a bloody nose and possible concussion. Oh, wow. Police arrived on the scene to find the uh, Van Dyke behind the wheel of his Lexus LS500. The outlet said he was treated at the scene uh, by paramedics. It's understood he was not taken to the hospital. Instead, he was picked up by a friend who took him home. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Well, I hope he'll be okay. Wow. Yeah. 97 and driving. Yeah. My father turns 97 in three weeks. Mm. He still has his license, still has his vehicle, doesn't drive it a lot. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, if he's driving it, he will drive with someone else in it. I mean, there's not like a hard and fast rule. It just works out that way. Last time I drove with him, he was absolutely fine. Because you watch. Yeah. You watch constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, he sees the car over there. Okay, his hand-on coordination was fine. Yeah. My dad will be 90 in May, and uh, he was working on his pontoon boat the other days. <laughs> he will take it out to the lake, mm-hmm. launch it, and catch a bunch of fish and then come home. And he doesn't... Unless one of my brothers is there, he's alone when he launches his boat. Wow. Been doing that for years. Years, yeah. (laughs) Just take your time with it, you know. Yep. And he doesn't go, you know, doesn't venture. It's a, the lake that he goes to isn't massive and he doesn't go too far out. He's got a pretty good spot picked out that he goes to uh, fish for crappie and, and, Loves it. You know, he goes out as often as he can. Um, depends on the wind and the weather. But. We we come from a family of good genes. Yeah. Yeah, we can, you know, and I've often, you know, I've, I've often thought to myself, okay, I think I look pretty young for my age. And that there are the advantages to that because we have a young family. My sister, who is, geez, my sister's 60. My sister, I look at her and I go, you're in your 30s. My sister looks so young. It's mm. amazing. Yeah. And but it has its advantages because when I'm 101 I'm only going to look 97 and I'll be able to date chicks like 93. Yeah, the youngsters. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So got to get ready for that. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, you know that's... you know what? You know what's attractive? <laughs> Coupons. <laughs> you know the hit, the whole Jim Brewer, Brewer bit mm. about, you know, you know, being a uh, a heavy metal head and being yeah. in a nursing home. Yeah. And that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be totally different from nursing homes. Yeah, of, for sure. Of 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 our of our parents and our grandparents. Well, because you're going to be you're going to be rocking. I will likely have I mean, if I'm in that setting uh if I'm alive at that point, God willing, and I'm in that setting, I'll have my instrument with me. It's not just what I'll be listening to. It'll be what I'm playing. So, 
know? Well, I just I imagine myself, you know, because of the convenience of it, with my with my two Bose Bluetooth speakers or surround sound stereo Bluetooth, mm-hmm. and all the music in my phones. I, you know, I picture myself as this old guy in a nursing home, but the tunes are cranking. Yeah, right. You know, it's, it's, exactly. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's going to come to be, but that's that's how I view it. And I'm thinking the same thing. If I have to go into the hospital for something that's long and TV, no, I'm I'm bringing my I can bring my tunes with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to the point where they'll say, "Mr. McNamara, could you keep it down?" Right. I've got a device that is amp uh, that is actually an amplifier. It's a it's a it's it's wireless, but it's an amplifier, so it really cranks my phone for my headphones. Mm-hmm. I mean, really cranks it. And I usually, if I've got headphones on and listening to music, I've got that plugged in. I've got that, you know, probably in my pocket. I actually, wow. you plug your headphones into that device. To the amplifier? And it's, it's, wi- it's Wi-Fi. It's a small little amplifier wow. that runs, wi- that runs uh, not Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, off of your phone or, or laptop. And then you plug your headphones into that. And I usually don't listen because my thought is if I can't listen to it loud, I really don't care to listen to it. You know, I mean, background music is one thing. You know, if I've got music on, if there's music on that's playing oh, in the I background. Know. I know. But I usually don't listen to music for background music. No, there has to be a certain intensity to it. Yeah. If you've got yeah. five finger death punch going, yes. that's not background music. <laughs> it's not music. to listen again with our podcast available on our app and at redeyeradioshow.com and he's Eric Carlin I'm Gary McNamara 86690 uh, uh red eye uh so a couple of other things in the uh news a judge said that citizens of California have a constitutional right to use state of the art handguns for self defense US district judge Cormac Carney granted a preliminary injunction Monday in which he noted that Californians have a constitutional right to acquire and use state-of-the-art handguns to protect themselves. Carney made this observation in his decision to grant a preliminary injunction against California's micromanaged handgun roster, which came into being via the state's Unsafe Handgun Act. The California handgun roster is a list of new handguns that can be legally sold in the state, and those handguns are allowable in 2023, only by meeting certain provisions. Carney noted that the provisions have been changed and tightened so many times since its adoption in 1999 that California residents are largely restricted to handgun models from over 16 years ago. Said, sorry, can't do that. So Hmm. uh, there's a preliminary injection on that one, which will will keep going up, uh, as we know, through the courts. Right. 
the other news we want to make sure we get out there is the White House has refused to disclose requested information to the House Oversight Committee about who covered up President Biden's classified document scandal hmm. from the American people for 68 days before it was leaked to CBS News. The letter obtained Tuesday by Breitbart uh, said the White House refused to provide the requested information to the committee's investigation of the scandal, claiming it did not force the National Archives to withhold a public statement on the scandal. Hmm. So they're saying we're not going to release the information because we didn't force the National Archives to withhold the public statement. Well, then release what you have. Right. Does it, that doesn't even make any sense. Release what you have. Yeah. Why is it on every front all of a sudden um, everything just it's pulling teeth? It, it's pulling teeth, but in, in they're not even doing it in a consistent way. The whole uh, COVID Wuhan lab thing. Well, that's uh, the classified. It's cla- release what you can release. Not everything is classified, and I don't know anybody claiming that we need to see absolutely everything. But why is it that they, it's, I mean, over and over again, it's anti-transparency just for the sake of being defiant, it seems. Or you're hiding something. It would be a big something, and I'm not <laughs> saying that's not possible. <laughs> it's, it's quite possible. You make people more curious in how you, you know, and how defiant you are. They have to know that, right? Mm-hmm. They make the media more curious in their defiance. On, at, at every turn. But they've gotten away with it for so long. I, I think they just believe they can keep doing it that way. And I also believe they realize there isn't any choice. There isn't any other direction to go. Uh, I, I think that, for example, by allowing, because you and I, we just thought when they said there was going to be a shakeup in the you know the president's communications department starting mm-hmm. You know, this year, and we're like, okay, Green Green Jean Pierre is going to go, and and now I don't think they care. I think they look at it, and they don't care whether they looked inept. As long as they can keep the narrative, whatever narrative they have going, as long as the media is compliant enough not to create a zoo in their everyday and chal- really, really challenge her and get angry at the white house i mean maybe you're slowly getting there that they're getting angry at the white house for not asking questions but they believe that the white house press corps are simply tools of the white house that they are political activists that they aren't journalists that will cooperate in any way and that they the white house can continue to embarrass them publicly and they'll just they say thank you, sir. Can I have another? Well, that's only because up till now they have been tools of the White House, and yeah, exactly, activists, right. not journalists, right? And they and they're wondering 
what's different now. And and this is you and know, there, the Biden there, playing from yeah. the old playbook, which and, and again, I, because I I think it does require for them if you're gonna if you're gonna learn how to do the dance or if you're gonna do the dance, you got to learn how to change in sensibilities. What I think is going on is their defiance drives them. You know the the liberal media, the activists that are you know posing as as journalists in that room to be confounded to the extent of they're screaming, well, wait a minute, give us something that we can give to our viewers or readers. You know, we, you guys aren't giving us any spin whatsoever. Cause they're You're not shutting yeah, us down. They're not answering any questions. They're not so answering we get nothing any out questions of it, right. because otherwise right. you would give them something. Right. Here's something. Here's your spin. You hand it to them. They go out and they do their obligatory spin in the liberal media they're not doing that anymore and somebody inside has to see that somebody has to be there going guys we've got to give them we got to give them something to run with because the more defiant we are the more we shut them down the more we don't answer questions at all the more curious they become and we can't afford that. But they don't have the cooperation of the media because they're not cooperating with anybody. No. I mean, this entire White House is just as defiant as the guy who occupies the office. It, and the, the culture is defiance. No, it is. It really yeah. is. Or plain stupid. Yeah. Which is, a, I guess, because another they, way to, uh, uh, you, you know, to play off in a defiant nature. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just ignore them. and But you're not, in the end, you're not giving them something to run with. Because that's the difference in what the media did in the past. Obama didn't always get that done. Remember, with, with his press conferences... <laughs> they went on too long. His answers went on for far too long. And he would just sit. It was almost like, wow. Well, I, I think the other problem for the, 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 the mainstream media is the fact that the Democrats can't win on the substance of any issues. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, when uh, things were abstract, and we've talked about this before, that the problem right now for liberalism and the Democrats is that liberalism has come up against reality on every single major issue. On the border, oh, it's secure. Everything is fine. Well, it's, it's been going on so long. And now, with as we know, uh, with different states and even Democrat states now shipping migrants and illegal immigrants wherever they wish to go to other states, well, now it's become a local problem. I mean, you saw what it's going to cost yeah. New York. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. And so local television stations are, are carrying it. Uh, with, uh, you know, with debt, nobody cared about debt. Now they care about debt. Why? Because of inflation. The Democrats can't win on any issue, which means the liberal writers don't have anything to bring back on the actual issues. Everything right now that they're covering is is politics. Well, today we talked about inflation and the administration blamed the Trump administration. Right, right, yeah. 
And so there's blame, but there's all. There's nothing really new. Nobody's defending. Nobody, for example, and and I bring I bring up the 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 days of of uh, the minimum wage argument. You know, until that was eventually defeated, because people now realize, you know, or debt that no debt is good, and we need to be in debt and responsible debt, and that's what we have. Well, you can't make that case anymore. You just you you just you can't you can't make it. You know, the minimum wage. Well, we used to debate that back and forth. Nobody's really debating that these days because everybody knows once you raise the cost, I think people are becoming more economically sophisticated. Slowly, more independents yeah. are, yeah, sure. and so nobody really brings up. Nobody in the White House is bringing up anything on the issue that the reporters can take to their media outlet to promote the fact that we're winning on that issue. I think it gets frustrating because all right now, all it is with Democrats is about politics and about spinning and not telling you the truth on every single major issue that's important to Americans. And the reporters realize that. Yeah. These mainstream yeah. media reporters realize it. Well, They're not winning on anything. They're not winning on any issue. And they are looking for the administration to tell them how they can win on this. Because Yeah, right. Yeah, give us a spin. Give us the spin that shows that we're winning all, all of this. And they don't get it. No, they don't. And on the issues, you're not going to win it because the abstract is over. We're now dealing with the reality of those issues you know, uh, put into motion and it, as policy, uh, you know, you, they have the debate over open border and sanctuary policy for how long. And to the extent that all the major cities were doing it until the buses started showing up. Well, this isn't what we wanted. Yeah, yeah it is. And there is no spin there. There's no way to. And, and Biden can't even acknowledge it. All right, just changing the topic quickly here. Uh, you, I'm guessing, since we've heard nothing from the Trump camp, that there won't be an indictment today because probably they would have been informed of the indictment coming down. It was going to be today, you would guess. I would think so. Because the, the story uh, of it you know, coming down today would be that uh, it would happen today and then uh, – the arraignment would happen sometime next week. And then the Fox News story coming out late yesterday that there's a great chance that Bragg will not charge Trump. Mm-hmm. That was interesting to see that one. Not what if it just, not surprising. What if he doesn't say anything? What if Bragg doesn't come out and say anything and just lets it hang there? Well, you'll know it's the end of the grand jury and whether he's investigating it. So, right, someone, right. you know, but, you know, will what reporters are going to ask him that question from right. national if he's not doing a press conference on it? Right, who's right. going to be asking him the question on it? Right. That would be interesting. Just do the do the Costanza on it. Just l- let it sit there. <laughs> do the Costanza pretend it well, didn't because happen. <laughs> if if he because if he's not going to move on it, but he doesn't say anything, he knows. The GOP is going to go crazy. I like that. We got we got to we got to use that as part of our explanation from now on. Yeah. Are they Costanza? Is he could Costanza it? You know, just yeah. Pretend it never happened. Right. Exactly. I like that. <laughs> just move on with whatever, whatever's next, eight, and not say anything. Eight six six ninety red eye. 
We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. Uh, he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. This little ditty from yesterday when uh, Janet Yellen said, Our intervention was necessary to protect the broader U.S. banking system, and similar actions could be warranted if smaller institutions suffer deposit runs that pose the risk of a contagion. Translation, depositors need not worry about the safety and soundness of banks. Uncle Sam will make sure you don't lose your money, which is yeah. basically an implicit yep. guarantee full guarantee of all banking, and Wall Street Journal makes a great point. If the situation is stabilizing and the U.S. banking system remains sound, as she claims, why are they why doing do this? Need the ba- why do you need the bailout? What, yep. she's, what she's actually saying, what I took from that is there is a permanent bailout in place, basically, as long as we're in charge, as long as we're here. So because of that, the banking system is fine. Whether it's actually a, a particular bank, and right now everybody's looking at the smaller banks, which was, you know, of course going to be the effect of it. But you look at that and you can look at a particular bank and Janet Yellen's saying, oh, no, don't worry. We're going to bail them out. I mean, she was basically, that's what I heard. You kind of have to listen between the lines of what she was saying. But it is, she's telling pretty much the world, we're not going to let any banks fail. Right. So, yeah. Because letting any bank fails, it, we're scared that the system is so destabilized exactly. that it will cause others. Right. Well, then the banking system isn't great. It isn't great. It's, it, 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 I don't, it's, and, and they don't see it. There's no self-awareness. No at all in this administration. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 